0: solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradie.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. tradie.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Hello and welcome to the Site Podcast podcast. You're joining us today for the first part of the Finance 101 for Tradies podcast series that I'm conducting uh, with my co-host. Apologies, we did try to get this episode in before the end of financial year, but it was not to be with uh, just the heavy backlog of podcasts that we have. Uh, It proved to be a bit of a logistical nightmare. So uh, anyway, it's still certainly relevant to uh, anybody that is basically running a business. So uh, this podcast series has been designed to help you guys uh, with your finances. The first episode, as I mentioned, this is uh, spending money wisely. And then following that, you're going to hear structuring your financial deals and being financially prepared, which is the final one. So guys, if you have any comments, uh, any questions, any feedback, by all means, you can head across to the show notes and you can post them in the comments there. If you see this come across uh, your social media channels, which is likely, uh, you can also uh, leave some comments there or you can just reply to whatever you see coming through in an email. Um, We can get some follow-up questions answered for you if that's what you want. Uh, But apart from that, I'm going to ask you for one favor. I want you to head across to iTunes, please, and leave us a review. We don't ask for a lot. That is one thing that we do ask. It does help us with our rankings. So please head across to iTunes, uh, leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Apart from that, guys, let's jump right in. Uh, Enjoy this episode and please go and apply what you learn. The Siteshared podcast is made possible because of Tradie Web Guys, creators of beautiful websites designed specifically for tradies and contractors. If you're tired of dealing with web designers that have no idea about your industry, then head across to tradiewebguys.com.au and reach out. Like many companies from all over the place, you'll be very glad you did
1: giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from The SiteShed. Shed. Now,
0: here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Toolbox Talks on The Site Shed podcast. My name is Matt, and I am your host and facilitator. And today, we you are joining us for the first part of a three-part series that I'm conducting with my co-host, uh, Bill Petrovsky. Bill, Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Matt, um, and hi, listeners. So, Bill, we're going to do a um, darn good job of trying to make an unsexy topic pretty sexy today because we are talking about accounting.
1: Who doesn't love talking (laughs) about accounting and tax? (laughs) Recently, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like in all the
0: years I've been running this podcast, I've never actually done a proper series on a finance or on um, on accounting. And just recently, we've recorded a fantastic podcast on vehicle and equipment finance with um, a colleague of ours, uh, Sean from Equipfin. And um, this is kind of going to stem onto that. And we've sort of done it in the lead up to the end of the Australian financial year. So we're going to break this down into a, um, a few episodes. And the idea is not to overcomplicate people. We just want to make sure that people are doing, I suppose, the basics correctly. Um, And probably selfishly, I'm, I'm sort of going to be taking a lot of notes myself here because I'm sure there's things that I'm certainly doing incorrectly. So I'm looking forward to that. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is how to uh, is spending your money wisely. In the second part, we're going to be talking about structuring your finances. Then in the third and final part, we're going to be talking about uh, preparing, being financially prepared. Um, <clears throat> for the guys out there, listeners, if you have any questions or you want any follow-ups to anything that we've spoken about, um, Bill is a member of the, um, the Siteshed community. So you can head across to Facebook, join the group, and you can ask Bill questions there. And likewise, if you see this coming across any of your social channels or in emails, you can always reply and I will um I will endeavour to get uh, Bill to put your
1: questions to rest.
0: So, um, Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about the company that you're representing and enlighten us.
1: Okay, so a bit about myself first. I've been in the industry for over 20 years now and 20 years of that has been entirely with the firm, Hall Chadwick. I started here as a, a cadet right out of uh, high school days and kind of worked my way up the ranks, became a partner in or around 2010 and have been here ever since in that capacity. So certainly I've got a lot of years experience in tax, accounting and financial services. Our firm is a national firm. We've got offices in all the major capitals. Uh, We're about 350 people across the country and 35 odd partners and specialize in many fields. So tax, accounting, audit, financial planning and fortunately corporate and personal insolvency, you don't wanna be talking to those guys, but it is an area that we are very well known in. And yeah, so that's us, that's the firm and that's myself. Brilliant.
0: So, look, we're gonna—it's coming up to uh, end of financial year, and I know that you guys have put together a really useful document that the uh, listeners can get hold of <clears throat> through the show notes. But I want to, I suppose, dive into a little bit about the topic of spending money wisely. And when you sent that through, it resonated with me because I'd certainly been in that situation before, where I've been in social circles, or I've been <laughs> speaking with colleagues, or even to be honest, experts and professionals, inverted commas, who always talk about you know, you know why you should be spending money for the purpose of tax and all this kind of stuff. And I never really understood that philosophy. So I'm, I'm hoping you can shed a bit of light on the reality behind that. Just because it's coming up in the ta- financial year doesn't mean you should be going out and spending all your hard-earned money, right?
1: Yeah, correct. It's, it's one of those common questions, particularly Come um, May and June, you know, we've got a couple of weeks to go to the end of financial year and the common question is, how do I reduce my tax bill? Um, you know, should I go and buy something? Should I go and spend some money? I guess my general view on that is don't spend money unnecessarily. It's important to spend the business's money or your money at the end of the day on things that are important to the business. So, you know, you can find an excuse to go and spend $50,000 on a new utility vehicle, that's the business can use and operate and yes there's some tax advantages to that no doubt having said that if you've got three cars in your fleet and every single one of them is two years old and you know 50 60 thousand Ks and there's no need why we do it you know there's better uses of that money so there's things that you can spend money on that's a requirement and things where they're purely tax driven and I'd try to sh- uh, shy away from purely a tax reason to spend money versus something that the business actually needs
0: it's interesting isn't it i mean I, I certainly had exposure to that especially coming up as a tradesman you know and you finish your apprenticeship and you you're making you're making money albeit not a lot but when your friends are at uni you're a rock star because they don't have any money and you're making money as an apprentice but it's just poor advice I think which to be honest with you I think it kind of should fall back as a responsibility of an of employers you know to a degree you know when you You've got apprentices that are working for you, there should be some sort of responsibility, I think, anyway, from that employer to educate them on what they should be spending money on. And I found out the hard way that buying a brand new SS Ute was certainly not the right thing to do. So but you see it all the time, don't you? I did, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I and I drove it like it was driven on the ad too. Um, like I stole it. So but it's I think it's I mean, obviously we're probably not really necessarily in this uh, with our audience speaking to, um, you know, young kids that are coming out of their apprenticeship and things like that, but we're certainly speaking to business owners, and I think it would be a, a good responsibility for all those business owners out there that are listening to this podcast to maybe take a vested interest in in the finances of their, you know, their young staff and so they can help them get the make the right decisions and you know, you know, set themselves up financially because it's certainly something that I never had, and I've been resentful ever <laughs> since, basically. But um, yeah, I mean, like when we're talking about spending money. The right way and not spending money for the purpose of tax. Like, do you think that it comes down a lot to like people just wanting to justify buying things? Like, they're like, well, I, you know, why not get a new car? It's nice and shiny and it makes me feel good when I drive around in it. Why not use the business as an excuse to do it?
1: Yeah, that's that's no doubt. And there's there's you know maybe an element of keeping up with the Joneses because the guy up the road did the same and he's in a flashy new SSU as well. So you know I'll do it because I can and I'll get a tax write off for it. Not necessarily the best use of my money. You know, for example, again if we use that fifty grand for a, a new vehicle, well if, if it's required in the business, yeah, great. But then the next question is, how do we buy it? Do we pay cash? Do we get a lease and pay it off over five years? Or do we think that that asset might be worth, you know, to us it'll last three years and structure it over that timeframe such that at the end of the lease, we go and swap it out for a new one? Um, So there's more strategic decisions around it, basically, rather than just looking at the tax element. There's other things where, I guess at the moment, there's the tax... System does allow you to buy an asset less than twenty thousand dollars before the end of thirty June, and if if it's a business use asset, you can get an immediate tax write off for it. So yes, if your business needs it, and yes, if the asset is less than twenty thousand dollars, you know there could be some tools or equipment, um, not just the vehicle. But if there's some tools and equipment there, and you think well the business needs it, I can use it or I need to replace the one that I've got, you can get a tax benefit by immediately being able to write off an item less than twenty thousand dollars, and that's going to come down to you know you've got to finite amount of funds available to you and how you use those funds is important. So not going out there and spending on frivolous things, albeit you know, you can always use a new car. And if we're we're picking on that a little bit now, but you know, there's other ways you can spend that money that gives you or could give you a tax benefit and leave something aside for a rainy day or leave something aside for potentially, you know, that same amount of money could put a new new salesperson on board. And for six months you've covered them and hopefully you can win a whole bunch of new business. So it's really looking at your business and how best you can utilise your your um, resources at your disposal.
0: And isn't that just a golden paradigm that I think we've all fall victim to at times? You know, yeah. For some reason, when we talk about immediately when we talk about spending money wisely, I can imagine that. I mean, we fell for it ourselves, and certainly the listeners would be out there going, "Oh, I wonder what materialistic shit I can buy, which I probably will never use." But Like investing in the actual business itself, from like you say, you know, investing in the right staff, the right team member. Maybe it's training and education, or maybe it's, you know, it could be a number of things. It could be, you know, taking the team away on a retreat, or I don't know, team building. It could be various things, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then then there's, You know Those kind of things which you theoretically say will give you a medium or long-term benefit, certainly investing in the business is is always going to be the long-term outlook. And there's other things where also, I guess, from a compliance point of view, you must pay your super. uh, You must pay your tax bill. So if you can get, for example, superannuation, a benefit by paying it before the 30th of June, which you can, superannuation is only tax deductible when you pay it. You've got to pay by the 28th of July as at the latest possible anyway for the quarter of ending June 30, 2018. So if you can pay it before June thirty and get a tax deduction for it for all your staff and or yourself as the business owner, well, one it gives you a tax benefit. Two, you've got to pay it anyway. You're just paying it maybe four or five weeks earlier than you otherwise would, and um, you're getting the benefit of it in the current financial year. So there's always ways where you can say, you know, whether it's a long-term investment, you know, in my staff, in my business, new assets, or putting on that new salesperson. And, and hopefully the business can benefit from that or is it something that I've got to pay for anyway and if I've got to pay for it anyway, well, maybe I can get a benefit by prepaying it or be- paying it before the 30th of June. And they're the kind of things we look at and, and ultimately, you know, it's a bunch of those things you can do, doing it the right way and using whatever resources you have at your disposal again in the most tax-effective way.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And so that, what you were talking about there, that the $20,000 rebate, just, oh, sorry, Twenty thousand dollar tax deduction. So, if anything you spend under the twenty thousand dollar bracket, you get a tax deduction uh, in Australia. I should clarify. Cause, sorry, we have a, quite a large listeners of um, abroad, so um, this is relevant to the Australian tax system at the moment. But Bill, so what? what is does actually does that? What does that relate to? Because I think there's a bit of a disconnect as well when we talk about tax deductions, and people go, "Whoa, whoa, that's great! I go and buy a whole bunch of things, and you know, for you know, for nineteen thousand bucks, and I get the money back." But that's not exactly the case, is it? Like when we're talking about tax deductible, we're not talking about you're not getting all your money back, (laughs) you're getting a percentage of it. So can you maybe run through just for the listeners out there what that actually means and what you're likely to get back on a purchase, for example, as say, uh, I don't know,
1: a $19,000 car? Yep. So that'll ultimately come down to how you're structured. So if you're structured as a company, you're operating out there as a business, as a registered company, the company tax rate for businesses with turnover less than $10 million is currently 27.5%. And therefore, if you spent $19,000 including GST, the excluding GST number might be around 17300 you get that as immediate write-off. So what that effectively does is save you 27.5% income tax in the current financial year. So it doesn't give you a direct rebate, but it certainly saves you probably in the order of about $5,000 for the current tax bill when you come around to finalising your 2018 tax return. Now that's for a company. If you're trading out there as a family trust or a discretionary trust or a trading trust, the benefit could be higher because ultimately the trust must distribute income. And if you've just spent that, $19,000 $19,000 that we're talking about it's going to have less income to distribute for someone to pay tax on. If you're a sole trader, sorry, yeah, if you're a sole trader, you might also be on a different tax rate again. If your tax rate is if your income is over $180,000, you could be on the top tax rate which is 47.5%. So really the the benefit is a reduction of tax, not a direct rebate of tax. And the, the benefit will be dependent on how you're structured as a business owner. So Just to
0: clarify, in this instance, if I was set up as a company and I spent 20 grand on a car, then the rebate I would be getting when you deduct the GST, which is the goods and services tax for the overseas listeners, which is 10% in Australia, so you're taking the 10% off and then you're getting
1: 27%. 27 27.5%. Back on the 20 grand minus the 10%. Yeah, well, again, it's not not a rebate back to you in cash, but it's a reduction of your ultimate tax bill. So if you made 100,000 profit, in the year and you've paid that 20 grand, which is $18,181 after the GST, that $18,000 is immediately tax deductible to you, it's a write-off, and it'll save you about $5,000 off your tax bill. So we reduce your profit back down from $100,000 in that example to just over $80,000 for the year. So, so the benefit is by having less of a tax bill due for the current financial year rather than getting cash back in your pocket. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I've, I've always found that as a, as a bit of a confusing thing to navigate around when we talk when people talk about rebates and deductions and what's tax deductible and all this kind of Of stuff because I think people a lot of people out there and I did for a long time you think oh great it's tax deductible that must mean I get it all back on tax when you
1: (laughs) yeah there's there's often a mismatch in in expectation there and yeah again I mean and that just goes to show why it's important to spend the money. On things the business needs, or you need to spend it on anyway, versus just going out there and spending it on something that you may not necessarily need, because it's not a direct cash back to you. It is a reduction of tax that you will ultimately have to pay. You're just reducing what that tax tax bill is.
0: We interrupt this podcast today to talk to you very quickly about Tradey Web Guys content creation program. That program has been designed specifically for trade based organisations as a way that you guys as trade business owners can start creating content that enables you to engage better with your customers and your potential customers. It will enable you to build trust and build rapport because what you're doing is you're investing in educating them. Biggest problem that we see with our customers today is that they're not regularly updating their websites. And that's a problem because first of all, the search engines are looking for that. And second of all, potential customers are also looking for it. Trady Web Guy's content creation program has been specifically designed to help you get regular, relevant content on your website consistently every month. We know that it's hard when you're out there on the tools, and we know that sometimes you don't always have the time to be able to do these things yourself. So we're taking it off your hands for you. It's a service that we're offering for you guys. We want to make sure that you're getting this done because we know how important it is. Anyway, head across to au forward slash content, fill in the form and one of our representatives will come back to you. <laughs> so you've spoken about a couple of things, that uh, a couple of ideas that are good to spend, things that are good to spend money on when it comes to spending money wisely on the business. What have you seen, Bill, in the years which are Typically, terrible investments, especially for you know trade business owners. What are some things that people have bought which you think, oh my god, what are you doing? Why did you do that?
1: How do we get rid of it? Yeah, well, I think look, cars the common one, probably something that's not necessarily right. Or you know, the, the current vehicle is fine; it does the job. But quite often, it's it's other equipment as well that might be within the business or important. So, if, as an example, I had a client out there who was uh, a manufacturer of. I guess, chipboard and joinery and things like that. So they went and spent a couple hundred thousand dollars on, on joinery equipment and their business in that area was not actually picking up. It was declining. But they thought the new equipment itself was what was important to business. So so they kind of put um, the decision around buying new equipment first instead of really looking at what the business needed and where it was struggling. So that that's probably one example where I've seen, and it costs quite a significant amount of dollars in that example too. So, so other the things where you know, really got to look at the business and what it requires first, and if it's lacking something, you know, find the solution there before you go and think spending money is the right solution.
0: So there's a good chance we may get into this into like into the next episodes. Where we're talking about you know, structuring the finances of being prepared, but I'm just curious when we're talking about spending money wisely. Obviously that would be influenced by a smart budget or some sort of strategic financial plan or is is that the kind of approach that you guys would would take in that regard?
1: Absolutely. So again, you know, we've got three weeks before the end of financial year now or very limited amount of time and going out there making a rush decision on something and and spending that money without knowing what your next three months, six months, twelve months looks like. Again, that in itself has some risk and carries some risk about it so what we always talk about is having for example like a 90-day cash flow so do you know what your cash needs are going to be for the next 90 days do you have enough money in the bank today to cover that if not a single dollar of revenue came in the door in that 90 days and then more relevantly is you start projecting out further and looking at the next financial year ahead as a whole so if i did x dollars of revenue this financial year do i expect the same amount in the next financial year or do i expect more and if i expect more why do i expect more is because i've got a new customer on board. Is it because I've won a new contract and that's going to help me get that next six months really, really pumping? And therefore, do I have the right cost structure or the right support resources internally to deliver on that revenue? If so, you know, time's good. We know what we're going to bank. We know what we're going to – we've got contracted to make over the next six months or 12-month period. Okay, well, that means over that period, I project or forecast I'm going to make a certain amount of profit. Therefore, I've got the resource to go and spend that money now.
0: Yeah. So it really is data driven, and you've really got to sort of got to look at, you know, I suppose figures and really crunch it out before you can go pulling your wallet out. Is what you're saying?
1: Absolutely, yeah, and and yeah, given that there's that that short space of time before now and June 30, going out there and saying, oh, I found that asset, let's buy it because I'm getting a tax deduction for it, is not the right approach. It's got to have all those other elements to it. And say, one, I need it. Two, I think the business can support it over the next three to six months, and I've got enough work in the door that I can utilize that next asset, or it's going to help me deliver on that next job, next contract, or whatever the case may be. So yeah, in isolation, going and spending 20 grand today, not a good business decision.
0: I remember reading, and I can't exactly remember the book it was. It might've been one of the Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad books, You know, I probably read about 20 years ago (laughs) when I started taking an interest in business. And he was talking about similar scenarios where he could basically go and he was in a position where he could finally afford to go and buy a new car because he had the cause he had the cash flow. Or he could increase his business to use some of that money to increase the revenue of the business and the money that the revenue was creating he could then use to pay off a, a car loan. So he's not dropping a huge amount of cash. He's just basically increasing the business turnover, which was then paying off the the um the loan for the vehicle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that comes down to, as you said, how do you structure that, that expenditure as well? So it's not only made, it's made the decision that we need to spend the money in this area, but then how do we spend it? And as you said, is it something we can do over the you know a three-year plan if it's an asset finance? Is it something that we're for example we can go and get a better deal from a supplier a material supplier and say look I'm going to increase my volumes with you over the next 6 months because I got this contract and if I do that can you give me 60 day terms instead of 30 day terms um so all those things where you know you need to spend the money if you need to you do it but then looking at how you spend the money is ultimately going to deliver a benefit back to the business as well so all those things you know the more revenue you generate hopefully the more profit you generate and therefore the ability you have to continue to generate you know they do say money makes money you know so if you've got more of it certainly you can look at how you um, spend it in a more effective way to keep growing the business or you get to a point where you say look there is no better way to spend it on the business so i will go and spend the money on a new car or something you know a holiday and taking the team out for a team building or whatever the case may be where you know there's an ultimate benefit behind it but you just it's a different decision at that point in time because you've considered all the factors around you. So
0: Bill, we getting wouldn't mind wrapping this episode up shortly, but I just wanted to I suppose leave with the listeners out there some of your experience in regard to some of the smarter things that you can be investing in that don't necessarily have to you know, fall within the boundaries of you know a $20,000 purchase. Like it could be some of the smaller things. and you know it comes to mind obviously you know things like training your team and investing in your staff and things like that. But what in your experience? I mean, you've given us a good example of something that was not a smart investment. What are some examples of some things that are good investments?
1: <laughs> yeah, so look when you when you talk about things like team, then certainly having everyone on the same page and going and driving towards the same goal is important. So the end of financial year is typically a good point to do that. So getting the team together, having an ac- expert come in and take the team through that process is a good way to get everyone motivated. You know, you can set targets, you can set budgets together, and at the same time, if everyone's on that same page, you can remunerate, you can incentivize people to hopefully drive the business forward together over the course of that next 12-month period. So that's always a good way and financial year end is a good time to kind of have those style of discussions from a planning point of view. Quite often, the other parties, a number of our clients and I'm sure a number of um, listeners out there have got premises they're paying rent on. This is always a good time to look at it and say, well, you know, how much rent am I paying versus how much... Could I possibly, would I be paying if I borrowed money to buy this asset for the business? Therefore, I'm not paying rent to someone else's pocket. I'm paying it within my own pocket. So that takes a lot more planning and, and consideration off the back of it. And you know, what can I afford to buy? How much money can I borrow from the bank? It's a property, I guess, in Australia. you know, Property is always good long-term investment and particularly where you can use it in your business and it's going to benefit you directly anyway versus paying rent to someone else. So that's always a, a good investment as a long-term as well. So they're, they're probably the common things and, and probably bigger things around, you know, what we've seen and done. And, and certainly, you know, other than the more immediate impact of spending some money now wisely, they're the kind of things that we look at getting involved with and from a planning perspective, you know, having that 12-month and 2-years and 3-years outlook about the business and, and the owners.
0: I think on the smaller scale as well, you know, I, I see it quite often in business where, when you look at some of the tools that are available today for business owners to reduce load on staff and potentially even remove them from certain areas of the business through whether that's a technology or maybe it's it's outsourcing or something along those lines. So I, I think it's a good time as well for companies to have a look at some of where the bottlenecks are in the business in the space of productivity and see, have a look at what can potentially be invested in that can reduce the load and increase that productivity because there's just some amazing products and tools out there today, but we still get these some, business owners complaining about the cost of them, which is ridiculous when you put it in comparison to what it could potentially be saving them.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And I I think you've hit it on the head there as well. Some of these tools that are out there at the moment from a technology point of view, software point of view that can drive efficiency within the business, even simple things around, you know, get your invoices out same day, you know, you do a job, it's completed, get it out there. And then if you can get the money in the door, 30 days quicker than usual, well, there's got to be a benefit to that. If you can set up a system that automatically generates a reminder to your customer or your client that says, you know, after seven days, you haven't paid yet, here's a reminder, it means there's one less person in the office um, making a phone call or you're not making that phone call and you can concentrate on getting, you know, the next job done or getting that next sale over the line. So, yeah, there's so many tools out there and, you know, getting the, the accounting system, working with those efficiency tools or, or job management tools, if you can bring it all together, that's certainly a, an area where you're going to drive business efficiency and hopefully allow yourself either to take more time to, to continue to drive the business, find new sales, or just take you know more time. Instead of working 10-hour days, you work 80-hour days. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and, and the accounting is, is a really... Good one to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of conversations in the community um, about you know different programs and apps and all that kind of stuff that you can use. And there are some people that still have a bit of resistance in you know when it comes to the monthly subscriptions for the programs and things like that, which is just insane. Like when you map out the amount of time it takes to you know send invoices, chase invoices, you know follow up bad follow up bad debt and all you know all this kind of stuff. You know when you've got a tool that can replace that for fifty bucks a month, hundred bucks a month, even if it's a Thousand bucks a month for some businesses, it's still ten times more worth, you know, that paying that money than actually having somebody sitting in the office making those phone calls the whole time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'll just probably close off on a on a very quick example um, as well. There is it, maybe ten or fifteen years ago to start a business from scratch, you might have needed fifty grand in your accounts to go and buy the tools, the equipment, buy the vehicle, get all your business cards, get all your accounting package set up, get all your insurances, et cetera, et cetera. So you needed that 50 grand of capital in your account to go and get started before you even made a dollar of sale. Today, you can go and set that same business up and get everything sorted and it might cost you a thousand bucks a month. But it's on rental. You can turn things on and off as you please. You can dial up the level of support from an outsourced component or one of these softwares. You know, if you go to the next band of subscription from 100 bucks a month to 200 bucks a month, it scales with your business. So you no longer need that upfront capital to get things going because everything basically is on a – you can subscribe to it. You can rent. And if you do that and, you know, you can get up and running. Ah, quicker these days. Beautiful.
0: All right, Bill, let's wrap this one up. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about structuring your finances. Thank you for your time. And uh, for the listeners, if you've got any questions, by all means, fire them back at us wherever you see this and we'll get them answered for you. Thanks, Bill. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to thesiteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, where you can leave us a review. Uh, that would be fantastic. And all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. It's tradie.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.